Hey! Welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. How's everybody doing out there today? Hope you are doing wonderful. Hope you're having a great day. Me, on the other hand, I gotta tell you, I've had a very interesting week, to say the least. It's been up, it's been down, it's been way down. Um, and I'm going to tell you about it. You Trust me when I tell you this. I am so glad you stopped by today to listen to this. Because trust me when I tell you, you are not going to want to miss this episode. I'm going to tell you the good. I'm going to tell you the bad. And oh boy, am I going to tell you the ugly. The ugliest of ugly. So... Stick around. You're not going to want to miss this one. I promise you. So much so that rather than wanting one of these, I'm going to need one of these. So kick back, crack open yourself a cold one, as usual, and let's get into it. It's episode 114 of Life's a Garden. One of those weeks, guys. One of those weeks. Before I get into everything, let me first and foremost thank every single person that came out to our show this weekend out there at Harley-Davidson. Um, I'm recording this before the show, so unfortunately I can't give you any details on how the show went. I'll probably do that next week or whenever I do another solo episode. But thank you so much to all of those that did come out. We're always appreciative. I'm sure it was a banger of a show. Never been part of a show that was terrible. Thank you to Fake News for playing right along with us. Thank you to the Road Dogs for hosting the event. And thank you to Harley for also hosting the event. Um, if you missed this show, we are going to be playing September 9th at Craft Local. That is a um, Friday, and we're going to be playing at 7 o'clock. So if you missed this one, or hey, if you if you made it to this one, either way, come check us out. Craft Local, going to be a great time, as always. So glad to be back at Craft, and just so grateful to be back playing music all together, honestly. It's the greatest thing on earth, and my greatest passion. So we, we went a long time without playing shows, and I'm just so stoked to be back doing it. So thank you to everybody. Um, yeah. So I just want to get that out of the way. Had to get that first and foremost. Um, get all the thank yous out of the way. And <sighs> let's just get into it, guys. Let's let's hit the ground running this week. Because I got a lot to tell you. And it's all pretty fucking crazy. I mean, at least this, the beginning, the first thing I'm going to tell you here might be one of the fucking craziest things I've ever experienced, okay? And I am going to tell you 
exactly what a piece of shit I am. So, it all starts with my class 10-year reunion. Um, first of all, wasn't sure if I was going to go or not. I was kind of 50-50. It could be, you know, you, you have those thoughts. It could be super boring. It could be, um, you know, just whatever. Is anybody even going to show up? The The event itself was, it was, thank you to everybody who uh, organized it, by the way. It was not like routinely organized as usually is. So it was kind of like put together, not last minute, but I, I don't know. It just wasn't uniformly put together. But, but to those that did put it on, thank you so much. Much appreciated. Um, obviously, I did decide to go, if I'm thanking everybody. And um, I thought to myself, worst case scenario, I'll get some content for the podcast out of it. And boy, did I get more than I bargained for. So we go to Thirsty Street Garage. It's a brewery here in town. They have a stage. There was live music. Um, I got there probably 20 minutes after we were supposed to-ish. Um, and for the first 20 minutes I was there, pretty dead. You know, not a lot of people. And that's kind of to be expected. You know, people show up kind of late anyway. So I'm sitting there. I'm, ha- I'm having a beer. Just kind of by myself. And I knew my buddy Eric was coming. So I was like, okay, worst case scenario, me and Eric are going to sit here and have a beer like normal. And by the way, in the beginning, I didn't really recognize hardly anybody. Because, of of course, I didn't know everybody from high school. But also people grow up and they change the way they look and things like that. Um, Started talking to a few people. And as I'm talking, people are showing up. Okay, eventually, a lot of people show up, way more than I expected, and I saw people I wasn't even expecting to see, which was awesome, people I hadn't seen in years, and that's the kind of the whole point, right, but I'm catching up with people, we're having a good time, we're having laughs, we're just catching up, reminiscing stories, things like that, and um, what else, Oh, oh, I was gonna say, Funny note, Eric brings up, he goes, who do you think is for sure going to be here? And we start rattling off a few names, and Eric goes, I think for sure Kane Bordner is going to be here. And you might remember Kane, he was on the podcast before. And I'm like, and the whole reasoning behind this is because Kane's one of those people we run into everywhere. And I'm like, you know what, I don't think he will be here. Because he doesn't seem like the type of guy that would show up to a place he's asked to show up. He kind of just shows up haphazardly to places. As I'm saying this, I turn my head, in comes Kane, and I go, whoops, never mind, here he is. But anyway, he was one of the people we were hanging out with, having a good time, you know. And um, it's starting to wind down, the whole whole deal, and a, a big group of them are saying, you know, we're going to do a pub crawl. I think that was originally part of the plan anyway. They're going to go bounce around to different breweries and do this and that. And I'm like, well, Eric, he was going to go to the the fair. And I actually had plans to go to the fair that night as well, but it was raining like crazy, so I 
the plans got canceled. Um, so everyone's going to go do this brew or this uh, pub crawl, right? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go down to Hooligans because the Broncos preseason game was going on as well as a UFC fight that I wanted to see. So I dip out. I go to Hooligans. I'm like, we're, you know, maybe I'll catch up with you guys later. But if, if not, it's all good. So I get to Hooligans. I have some food. I watch the game. I'm watching the fights, which, by the way, won 75 bucks on those fights. Um, put down 20 bucks that Cheeto Vera was going to win by knockout. Head kicked him in the fourth round and won 75 bucks. But that was just a side quest in this whole adventure here. Um, had a couple drinks at Hooligans, had some food, just hung out, and then I get a text, everyone's going over the crystal. Well, if you know me at all, you know the crystal is my go-to. That's my stomping grounds. That's my shit. I love the crystal. And lo and behold, hey, it's almost karaoke time. So I waltz my ass over to to Hooligans, high off of a of a big win in the UFC fights. We're hanging out. There's the same group I was kind of hanging out with at uh, uh, Thirsty Street. There, there's uh, pe- you know, we're having a couple shots, beers. I go up and you know, sing. People are singing. We're having a good time. Um, as we we ended up going back to Hooligans for a little bit, and then we came back to the Crystal. And um, we're we're hanging out. All in all, I I think I had I had four micro brews at Thirsty Street, which is those are high potency. In fact, I, but I think the ones I had were only like five percent. If I five point five percent, which isn't that much. I'm pretty sure these have like two or three, something like that. I can't find it on here. 4.4. 4. So it's 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 almost a Coors Light. 5%. And then I had, th- let's say, three at Hooligans the first time I went there. And then I had at least three shots. We'll just say three shots. I, only, I, I can recall two, but let's just say three for the sake of argument. And at... At, I don't even remember. I don't think I had another beer at Hooligans the second time I went there. Between my whole time at the Crystal, maybe two or three beers. Let's just go high and say three. So you do the math on, on the amount of alcohol I drank. The reason I bring that up is I'm hanging out at the Crystal, right? Just hanging out, having a good time, drinking drinking my my beer. Hanging out with the people from high school. And the next thing I remember, I'm waking up face down on my bedroom floor in a pile of my own vomit. Next thing I know. Literally woke up with my jeans on my shirt's off. My jeans are on. I'm like, cr- I'm like crumpled up on my floor. My little wastebasket is just like, you know, right in front of me. There's a trail of puke leading to said 
wastebasket, which is full of puke, by the way. And I like, I'm like gathering myself. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm looking around like, what is happening? Like, first of all, never have had this. Never have woken up on the floor. Um, I've definitely thrown up, you know, before, but not commonly. And I, you know, I get up. I'm like, I'm like trying to gather myself. Like, what the fuck happened? I go to the bathroom. My, I got puke all up in my beard. I'm like, I'm a fucking wreck. So I clean myself up. I get off the rest of the clothes that I have on. And I go, I go to bed and I'm like, I'll figure this out in the morning. I need sleep. Like, what the fuck? So I wake up and I'm like, I'm, I'm like trying to gather my memories of the night. You know what I mean? Trying to figure out exactly what happened. Now, here's another thing. So, I, uh, when I get up in the morning, I clean up all my, you know, I clean everything up. I get all my clothes in the laundry. I'm taking out the little wastebasket full of puke. And sitting on my, on, on my front porch is like a half full Coors Light. Like, what the fuck is this? And so, I start, you know, tracing my steps. I start trying to, like, figure out what the fuck happened here, right? Now, usually on like wild nights, crazy nights that I've gone out drinking, I can, I, I, there's, there's memories that are like kind of fuzzy at least, but I can usually remember the steps of the night. I can remember leaving the bar. I can remember, uh, getting home. I can remember going to bed. And then, you know, there's little details that slip my mind, but like once somebody brings them up, I remember them, right? I don't remember shit from that night. I remember being at the Crystal the second time. We we went to Hooligans. By the way, I bought like 10 shots at Hooligans, which is A, super expensive, and B, super stupid. Because, of course, I won that money. So I'm like, I've told you this before. I get so, I'm the generous drunk. I'm like, yeah, spend it all. So anyway, so we went back. I remember going back to the Crystal. And shortly after that is where it all literally goes black. I cannot remember anything specific. Any single moment. I do not remember leaving the bar. I do not remember how I got home. I don't remember getting home. And I certainly don't remember throwing up everywhere. I remember zero of that. And then... A day later, I'm sifting through my phone, and I find this gem. Who the fuck is that? Look at that guy's eyes. Look in the, look in the eyes of that guy, and you tell me... Who the? That's a guy who doesn't even know who the fuck he is or where the fuck he is. That's not Liquid D. That little did I know there was a level beyond Liquid D, and that's Mister Unrecognize himself. 
I don't recognize that guy when I look at that picture. I have no clue who that is. And neither does he. The guy in that photo has no fucking clue who he is, nor where he is. And so, I start, like, trust me when I tell you this. This may have been the lowest moment, one of the lowest moments of my life. Like, I legitimately was so angry at myself, so disappointed that this could have happened, and so, like, just completely put back by this. Like, I couldn't even believe it. That how could I allow myself to get to the point where I don't remember anything? Straight up blacking out. And then I start thinking about it. The more I start thinking about it, specifically, the only thing that makes sense is that I got drugged. Like, it... So, let me just... And, and of course, it's easy to... It's a, it could be an easy excuse for any drunk-ass motherfucker to make an excuse like that and be like, well, it wasn't my fault. I'm You know, like, trying to make excuses for my drunken behavior. Trust me, I'm not. I'm saying this based on... It's the only thing that makes sense. Let me explain. So I just told you exactly what I remember drinking. And trust me, I have a very keen memory on things like this. Especially when I can pull up my, my, my bar tab. Or I can pull up on my, on my phone what I drank. I promise you. And, and I'm overestimating, by the way. I remember, like, I had my card in my wallet when I was home. Meaning... I paid in cash at the Crystal, and I didn't have that much cash by the time I got to the Crystal on the second time. So I'm, I probably only had one when I went back. Oh, God. And I think about, like, I just think about what, what could I have done, the things I could have done, the things I could have said in my, in my like, autopilot mode. What, and also, let me just say this. Thank fucking God. I'm alive, thank fucking God, that, like, everyone's safe, like, who knows what could have fucking happened. Um, but, okay, back to the drugging thing, like, why does that, like, here's why that makes sense to me, okay? First of all, I've drank way more than that. Like, you remember when I told you about when I went to the, the wedding? I had at least 15 glasses of beer, like a pint of beer. At least 15, I remember counting, because we were keeping track. Even if I'm lowballing, let's say 10. Let's say 10. That was still less beers than I had. Or even equivalent of 10 beers. Because I had four at, at, at the uh, brewery. I had three, let's just say four even, at Hooligan's. And I had maybe two or three at the Crystal and between the after leaving Hooligans. So that's only 11. So, and I had at least that at that wedding. Plus two, two vials of moonshine and several pull and several beers. Dude, the amount of, of 
keg stands I did at that wedding. I did at least four keg stands at that wedding, plus like a couple rips off of a fucking bottle of whiskey. I almost threw up. You remember me telling you that? I almost threw up, but I didn't. Here's the thing. I remember every single minute of that night. Never in my life have I straight up fully blacked out from alcohol. Never. And I drink like a fish. Also, those guys at the Crystal know for a fact that I know when I'm done. If I'm getting to a point where I'm, you know, feeling really fucked up, I will cut myself off. I will start drinking water. They know. I've done it several times. If I'm not good to drive, I call myself a ride. I call my, you know, I try and figure out an alternative plan. Or I know I'm going to be driving, so I start cutting myself off and getting... None of that transpired. And that is so unlike me. Here's another thing. I very rarely throw up throw up from alcohol. It's so rare. And if I do, it has nothing to do with the amount that I drank. It has everything to do with what I drank and it and and the way it went down, gagging me. It has nothing to do with with the amount that's in me. Very rarely. I have I however, drugs will make me throw up. Also, I distinctly remember when I went back to bed after cleaning myself up, shivering as if, and, and I have zero tolerance to drugs. Like my drug tolerance is next to nothing. I specifically remember shivering when I took oxys one time. Like it only makes sense that one of my drinks was spiked, whether it be by a joke, whether somebody tried to spike some chick's drink and I grabbed, it was my drink, who knows? And the other thing is Aaron, who works at the Crystal, knows he told me that that's not an uncommon occurrence to happen in downtown right now. Several people have claimed this. I might have got fucked that night, but my jeans were still on. Who knows? Somebody might have brought me home and tried to fuck me, and then I started throwing up everywhere, and then they left. Who the fuck knows? But either way, I'm, I'm going to my fucking grave saying somebody drugged me that night bottom line because it doesn't fucking make any sense otherwise that's just it that's just it and i stand by it like i'm not proud of it regardless i'm not proud that i allowed that to happen to me but i i can't like there's no way i can beat myself up because there's no way I would have ever allowed myself to get that far. And like I said, still, still, regardless of knowing whether or not I got drugged or not, still one of the lowest moments that I've ever had. And it really fucking sucks. And I really hate that that happened. I haven't gone out since. I have not gone out since. This is like maybe the third beer I've had since that happened. I had a couple at practice and... Yeah, no, I've, it's, it's really made me, eh, that you don't want that to happen. That's, that's some shit. That's some real shit. Now, you, what would you imagine somebody in that position 
imagine this happened to you, right? Imagine you wake up, you have no idea how you got there. You you're you literally woke up in a pile of your own vomit. You sleep it off a little bit. Now, what do you imagine you do in that situation immediately after that happens? A lot of people would say you just sleep it off, sleep on, sleep all day, stay in bed, rest. Some people would check themselves into rehab. Not this guy. You know what this guy did immediately following these events? I went to the house of Sir Charles Entertainment Cheese. That's right. I went, I took my extreme, well, in, that was the other thing. I wasn't even that hungover. That, that's why I also feel like it wasn't the alcohol. Because I, and granted, I could have just threw up all the alcohol and it, it avoided my hangover. But I wasn't even that hungover. But I was exhausted from throwing up and from, you know, all everything that transpired. But I took my extremely exhausted ass, confused, exhausted ass, to Chuck E. Cheese for a child's birthday party. That's how I responded to my blackout night. And I gotta tell you, it was fun. <laughs> I went to I went to my the, the neighbor girl's uh birthday party. They were having it at Chuck E. Cheese. And that's another thing. Like I, I had no intention of of getting super fucked up. I knew I had things going on the next day. So yeah, I went to Chuck E. Cheese and I fucking love Chuck E. Cheese. Now I don't get to go to Chuck E. Cheese very often because the only time I get to go is for children's birthdays, because if I go by myself, you know, I look like a pedophile. And I am not. You don't just show up to Chuck E. Cheese without any kids. That's weird. So, and it's fun to play the games. Chuck E. Cheese is not what it used to be. I'll tell you that right now. Um, they took out the ball pit. They took out the tubes and stuff. And it's just like anything when you're a kid. You always remember it being bigger than what it was. Because you're so small. I mean, you go into an elementary school and the ceilings are so small. The walls are so narrow. The classrooms are tiny, but it all feels so big because you're so small. Same thing with Chuck E. Cheese. I walk in there, it always seems so tiny compared to what I remember it being. They still got the old animatronic uh, animals that sing and stuff, and they are creepy as shit. And you got to think, like, that's some engineering. Like, that is a master of engineering to, to make something like that. And they don't even, like, why wouldn't you upgrade that? We have so much better technology now. But I guess that goes into better things than making animatronic mice. Nonetheless, it was, it was a slow day, which was nice, because the fair is going on. Um, not a lot of people there, so that's always nice. It was cool to go celebrate uh, Peyton's birthday. And um, it, tell, trust me, some greasy-ass pizza... That, that helped get me back on track, for sure. And then, after Sir Charles Entertainment Cheese, which, by the way, I don't know if you knew that, the E in Chuck E. Cheese stands for entertainment. His name is Charles Entertainment Cheese. That fucking rat. 
Anyway, after leaving Chuck E. Cheese, I went to the Nelly concert with my mom and my nephews. You saw the nephews were on the podcast last week. We kind of talked about how we were going to be going to Nelly. Well, um, yeah, we went to we went to Nelly, which was my f- my first ever hip hop concert or rap hip hop whatever. Gotta say, first of all, I'll say this: it was good. It was better than what I would have expected. He did all the hits. Um, the energy was good, but being somebody that goes to so many rock concerts. I'm obviously very enveloped in the rock culture, the rock community. Doesn't even come close to the energy, the atmosphere that a rock concert brings. Like, if you're somebody that goes to pop concerts or hip-hop concerts all the time, try going to a rock concert. That is a real concert. I mean, I saw so many little, mostly kids or girls, just like, me. And I'm like, you have no idea, bitch. Like, the energy was okay. Bring out one of the worst bands, and the energy is fire. Because you got drums, you got multiple people on stage. A lot of times you have light shows, you got fire, you know, you got flames, things like that. Give me a break. But, nonetheless, good show. Nelly, here's the thing. Nelly was the first music musician music anything that i ever got into as a child like i specifically remember you know when i f- as far as like getting into mainstream music out of you know childhood music things like that nelly and kid rock were like the first two things that I discovered because those were just things that my sister listened to. I never really super got into rap. It was never my vibe, but Nelly always had a good vibe and I could get down with Nelly. So it was kind of cool to get to see him live because you know, it was uh that, like I said, that was the first music, anything that I listened to as a kid. And then uh, it was also cool to get to hang out with the, with the boys, it was Dar- Darian's like only a second or third concert he's ever been to, and it was um, Sweet Pea's first ever concert. So it was cool to get to share that with him and do all that. We had a uh, we had a good time. It was a good night. I I f- it was only until that concert that I really started getting my legs under me because we went to the fair beforehand and I ate some greasy ass food. That probably helped a little bit. Had some greasy fair food. And then we ended up going back to the fair after the concert. Which, let's just... The fair. The county fair. The picture of health. The ultimate picture of health. The county fair. You got all these fat fucks walking around. It's all nothing but fried food. Which I always thought was just the best. And don't get me wrong. It's good. Like, there's a lot of good shit at the fair. But it's like 90% corn dogs, uh, lemonade, and uh, what was it? Like, I guess turkey legs or something? I don't know. It's just like, then it's like the random stuff. But it's so much, it's lemonade, oh, and fries. 
lemonade, french fries, and corn dogs. Those are like the big three that like every other stand has. And then you got the random ones that are good. But you also have, have <clears throat> just regular food trucks that you can get anywhere. Everybody boasts about the Viking. The Viking is like mid, in my opinion. And then the... Uh, the uh, the best thing there is the cow pie. It's a deep fried burger, and it is the absolute shit. And of course, you can't go wrong with a fun- funnel cake. Funnel cake is bomb. I ate so much shitty food that night just to try and get myself back to normal, and it worked. It worked. But yeah, we went back to the fair after the show. Um, all the fucking... The other thing about the fair, too. All the little 14, 15-year-old thoughts that come out. All the little sluts come out in their little booty shorts and their crop tops. And I'm like... It's disturbing, is what it is. Because so many kids these days look like they're 18 when they're actually fucking... 13 and I'm like I'm going straight to fucking hell because you decided you it was okay to wear shorts halfway up your fucking ass I'm like whose parents are letting them do this and all the little all the little fucking uh, douchey guys just I couldn't I couldn't tell you how many douches I counted that night myself included (laughs) But, um, anyway, uh, had no intention of going on any rides. The boys had some tickets from, I think the night before when I was blacking out, they were going to the fair and I was out not remembering anything. And, uh, so they, they used a couple tickets on some rides. We all went on the Ferris wheel, which was fine. I, like I said, zero intention of going on rides. <clears throat> I'm not a ride guy anymore. I don't really do the, I definitely don't do spinning rides. Spinning rides will definitely make me throw up. I can do like tumbling rides. I can do like swaying rides or dropping anything but spinning. I cannot spin. It immediately makes me nauseous. So, Sweet Pea's like, I want to do the zipper. So, he asked Darian, and Darian's too cool to do the zipper. He just, either too cool or too scared. And so, I'm like, alright, the zipper's the coolest ride at the fair. I'll do the zipper. So, we did the zipper. It was good. That was Sweet Pea's first time on the zipper. I can't help but laugh on that thing. I'm sitting there going, hee hee Because it's just so, like, it just gets you right in the gut. And when you're spinning and when you're going, like, just straight nosedive to the ground. So, it was cool. Got to do that with him. Um, yeah. That was my day. That was my whole fucking day. Woke up. Didn't know how I got there. Went <laughs> went to Chuck E. Cheese and then went to a concert and the fair. That's that's a that's a day if you tell me if if them that might be the most interesting combination of things I've done in a single day ever. That was a fucking trip. Let me tell you. 
Jesus. But it's been nice to get to see the boys, hang out with the boys. They are leaving this weekend. They'll be going back Sunday. Now, since we're on the topic of family, let me go ahead and just tell you about how absolutely fucking frustrating my family is. My family might be the most disorganized, dysfunctional, can't plan shit group of people I've ever met in my life. So, the uh, the boys are, they're supposed to go back last Tuesday. Well, they didn't, they didn't, uh, mom didn't get their tickets, and, and by the time they were going to get their tickets, it was too late. The reason they were waiting is because they were hoping, apparently, from what I've been told, they were hoping that the boy's mother, my sister, my older sister, that she was going to get them a, a car and drive them back and then give them said car? First of all, absolutely insane notion to think that they were going to drive all the way to Iowa. Literally wouldn't trust her to drive me to McDonald's, let alone across the country. But of course, guess who didn't fucking show up ever? Guess who kept telling them that there, she was going to be there? And guess who kept telling them and then just went black? Just, just, just went dark. Nobody heard. Nobody knows where she is. Absolutely unreliable. So, then they were going to leave on Saturday, the same day as my show. And I'm and and of course, of course, who so they have to fly out of Bozeman because Southwest is the only flights that they can take as like as underage passengers that that aren't attended by an adult and Southwest doesn't fly out of Billings it flies out of Bozeman so guess who gets put in charge of driving them to to Bozeman you know it me that's who gets volunteered for that and i was going to drive them on tuesday i would have had to take off work and then they then my mom tells me it's going to be saturday Okay, so I have to take them early in the day, bust my ass back here, and then get ready to, to play a show. Okay, I was prepared for that. And then, Thursday, on Thursday evening, I'm out and about doing some running around, getting some stuff done. I get a phone call from my mother. She says, hey, so, um, could you buy the boys tickets to, and I'll pay you back? She, granted, she said she was going to pay me back the next day, 
as of recording this, still haven't heard back about that, by the way. But there's a whole weekend still to come. We'll see what happens. Anyway, asks me to buy their tickets. First of all, you didn't buy them yet? You hadn't bought them yet. And you don't have enough money to do it, so you need me to do it. Okay? Immediately, blood's boiling. Blood's boiling. I'm fucking furious. Of course, because I'm backed into a corner, we got two days left. So yeah, I went and bought the fucking tickets. Now here's why that's so fucking frustrating. I have no... Here's the thing. First and foremost, off the top, I have no problem helping out, right? I have no problem... Lending a hand, helping out, especially if I'm being told I'll be reimbursed for said thing. Now, first things first, I'm not so sure I will be fully reimbursed at first. I get the feeling I'm going to be told, well, can I give you half now and half later? That's frustrating alone because I have bills too. I have things planned too. And to take... and just drop it without warning, without planning for it, without thinking about it, doesn't exactly work for everybody. But here's, here's why all of this is frustrating as absolute shit. First thing, why didn't you buy them a round trip ticket in the first place? This was over a month ago. They came in on July 4th, and guess who told her to buy round-trip tickets? Me. Didn't listen then. Throughout their time here, I brought up multiple times, I asked multiple times, did you get their tickets back home yet? Did you get their tickets back home yet? You should probably do that. They're going to be cheaper. The longer you wait, the more expensive they're going to be. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get them. Yep, I'll get them. I, I'm I'm working on it right now. I'm, I'm planning on getting them this weekend. Over and over and over. Waited to the last minute. Didn't listen to me again. Waited to the last minute. Waited so far to the last minute. Couldn't afford it. Needed me to buy them. On top of having to take them. To the airport. Not only am I am I gonna spend eight hundred dollars just on the drop of a hat, I'm gonna have to spend eighty dollars in gas and four hours out of my day to get this whole fucking thing done. And the other now now the ultimate reason why this is so frustrating, not only because I was ignored multiple times about what should happen. About about do this, do this, do this. Didn't fucking listen to me. And sure as shit, exactly how I imagined it would plan out. A clusterfuck. The reason I'm being asked to drive them there is because... The ultimate reason. Because I, myself... I'm the most reliable person in the family. That's why it's so frustrating. And 
And the reason I'm asked to buy the tickets is because they know I have the money to do it. Because I save money. And I I have enough money to buy the tickets and have it not completely fuck me. Because I've made sure to have enough money in case shit, you know, I, I have to do something like that. Buy a new water heater or pay for a plumbing bill or pl- pay for some kind of emergency medical bill, something like that. I've always had enough money to be able to drop immediately, if so. Not for plane tickets. I also have the most reliable vehicle. And they can rely on me to do it. If I say I'm going to do it, they know I'm going to do it. I'm not, I'm personally reliable. I have honor. I have, like... I, I I don't break promises. That's why it's frustrating. Because this is the exact same shit that happened to me when I when I before I moved out on my own. Literally, the we the power would get shut off. And guess who got stuck paying three months worth of electric bills? Me. As a as a Server at Olive Garden, I maintained the ability to save fucking enough money to pay three months worth of electric just to get the fucking power back on. Be- so, th- so the reason it's so frustrating to me is because I'm always the one picking up the pieces. And I fucking knew it this whole time. This whole time that these, that these kids have been here. I knew somehow, some way, I was going to be responsible for getting them home. And sure as shit, here I am. Saving the day once a fucking again. And not to drag my mom all the way through the mud, trust me, she ain't the only fucking one. All my siblings, every single one of them, are so fucking unreliable. I already told you about my older sister. Forget about that. You can't even rely on her to be anywhere that she says she's going to be. Literally anything that comes out of her mouth, I do not trust or believe. My brother and sister, both of them said they were going to come to my birthday. Neither of them did. The amount of times that both of those two have said they're going to come to family events holidays, dinners, things like that. The amount of times they've said they're going to come and then last minute don't is insurmountable. Every single month I pay our phone bill, me and the two, my younger brother and sister, we're all on the same, the same phone plan. I pay that. I pay all of it at once. And they know the same time every month when that bill comes out, when I pay that bill, the 15th, every 15th, I pay that bill. I send on the group chat. I say, hey, phone's paid. This month, this month, zero response. Since I paid that bill, it's been five fucking days since I paid that bill. And I haven't heard from either of them 
one time. Not everybody could could uh, could just drop $300 in the middle of a, the month and not be reimbursed for two-thirds of that. And here's the thing. Here's why that's also frustrating. I pay more percentage-wise than they do. I pay for the, the, the plan itself, and then each of us has our own line. They only pay for their line. I also pay for the Disney bundle that's on there. Never make I don't split that up with them. I pay that. I pay for the whole the plan part of it as a whole and the Disney bundle plus my line and they pay for their lines plus their phone payments. That's it. And they can't even be responsible or reliable enough to pay me on fucking time. Never once, not once on time. I wonder if they do that with their rent. I wonder if they do that with any of their other fucking bills. Or am I just being taken advantage of? You would imagine why I get so fucking frustrated. Literally, the only person in my family that I rely on is me. I have friends that are 10 times more reliable than my family. So, moral of the fucking story, don't rely on anybody. Rely on yourself. Also, be dependable. Just be a be a trustworthy, dependable, responsible person. Don't be a burden because when you are not responsible and not you know, reliable, you are a burden on others. Get places on time. Do what you say you're going to do. Don't, don't bullshit people. Don't, don't fuck around. Don't, don't, don't be reliable. But ultimately, don't ever trust anybody to do anything for you that you can't do for yourself. Because nine times out of ten, you're just going to have to do it for yourself anyway. Moral of the story. Part one, be reliable. Just be a, be a reliable person yourself. Be a responsible person. Don't be a burden on others. Part two, don't rely on anybody. Because nobody is worth rely- being relied on. Rely on yourself. Make yourself reliable, and therefore, you know you can rely on you. And here's, the, here's part three. Don't let anybody walk all over you. Because guess what, everybody? That shit's coming to an end very soon. Told you I was going to need this fucking beer, didn't I? Jesus Christ, get me fired up in here. Here I try and make this show a positive thing. I try and make this show a good vibe. We like to have fun on the podcast. Sometimes we get fired up. Sometimes sometimes life gets real. Sometimes we be real on this podcast. And here's the thing. It's okay to let out your frustrations. 
it's okay to vent. That's what that was. It was a vent. It was a public vent for everybody. And, you know, at the same time, you know, here I am blacking out in the fucking Crystal Lounge. So who knows? Who am I to say that I'm so fucking great? You know, I'm a fucking, I'm getting drugged downtown Billings. Don't even know where I'm at. So who the fuck knows? You know, we're all fucked in our own ways, right? So nonetheless, I had to get that off my chest, threw all my family under the bus, but hey, I'm telling it like it fucking is, okay? I ain't sugarcoating shit, that's the way it is, and if anybody doesn't like it, tough shit, it's the truth, you know what I mean? It's the fucking truth, so fuck it. Anyway, sorry that I went on a tangent there, a nice little rant for you. We like the rants every now and again. At least it's hopefully entertaining for you, right? My ears are smoking. My blood's boiling. But as long as you're happy, it's all good, right? <laughs> I don't want to close the show on that, of course. I don't want to close it on a, on a sour note or me being fired up or me being all, like, intense. So here's how I'm going to close the show. I, uh, I opened it by talking about how I went to... The Thirsty Street um, Brewery. Well, in addition to that, a couple weeks ago, me and my buddy Craig, we went and checked out the new brewery um, out by Zoo Drive, which is the Metal Arc Brewing. I believe they're out of Lewistown or something like that. Eh, I don't remember. Um smaller town. So it's it's smart for them to come to a bigger market and to and it's a it's a really it's a cool venue. Um cool locate I mean location wise it's a little out of the way, but it's it's fairly secluded off. It seems like it's mostly a distribution place, mostly to make beer and be able to sell it cuz it it looks huge. And then when you get in, it's not tiny by any means, but it's not nearly what you think it's going to be because I think most of it are are stills and you know, places to brew and package and bottle and things like that. Um but it got me to thinking just because the brewing the brewery talks, things like that. I'm going to give I I thought let me give you my personal top 5 Favorite breweries in Billings, Montana. So if you're looking for a brewery, these are the places to go. Now, here's what I'm basing this on, okay? I got to give you my, like, criteria, okay? I'm basing it off location. How accessible is this place? I'm basing it off general um, environment as far as, like, how it looks inside, um, just like the the atmosphere, the vibe, things like that. I'm basing it off uh, staff. How how good is the service? How good is the staff? Basing it off the food, if there is any, and if there is, how good is it? And f- number one, first and foremost, the beer. How good is the beer? 
Now, I had first had to think about all the breweries in town. And I believe we counted 13 total, which is pretty good. Um, my Okay, my five. Here we go. Number five, starting with number five. These are the these are the breweries in Billings. And first of all, I've been to several. No disrespect to any of these places. There to any of the breweries. I I I can honestly say I haven't been to a brewery here that I didn't like. Honestly, so they all have their things. It's just a matter of do they meet a majority of these criteria. I'm going to start with number five, being. Uber Brew. Great, great location wise, right downtown. The food is spectacular. The beer is. The beer is. I'll say above medium. It's not top. It's above, it's, but it's, it's above the, the middle. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, atmosphere wise, it's a little small, you know. But it's nice. It's comfortable. It's cozy. Um, so I would put that at number five. The, the leader is the food. The, the food leads the pack in this. The beer is number two. Um, location number three. Service is good. You know, I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't dismiss the service. The service has always been really good. So that's my number five. Okay. Number four. Canyon Creek. Brewing. This would probably be a little bit higher if there was food. Now they usually have a food truck sitting out there. That doesn't count. It's not their own food. It's on, and this is the only one on my list that doesn't have food. Um, food's a big thing to me when it comes to going out to places. So I'm blanking on what I had as my number two. I might have to change my list. Anyway, we're sticking with this. Canyon Creek Brewing at number four. Location-wise, it's awesome. Uh, the the place itself is super, super cool. They got a nice patio, a big patio, and they have um great great beer. Great selection of beer. The beer is top notch, which is why it's it's above Uber Brew, in my opinion, even without the food. Service has always been good. Honestly, I'm just going to say this right now. Never been, None of these places have bad service. The service is always great. So I'm just going to say that right now. Um, number three is Diamond X. The new Diamond X Brewing. That, the location is its downfall. It's so far out there. It's like, it's far enough that it's kind of, it's just kind of out of the way. So, um, what was I, where was I at? Oh, uh, fuck. Okay. So, um, the building itself, the atmosphere, amazing. The atmosphere is amazing. It's probably its best quality, honestly. The food is great. The beers are. I've only had a few, so I can't really judge the beers as much. Still top tier. But the, the, the shining parts are, its, are the atmosphere and the food. The service as well. So that's what... I'm going to put that at number three. 
Now, the more I'm thinking about it, I kind of, let me see. I might have fucked up. Because I can't remember my number two. And I think the reason I don't remember my number two is because I messed up my order. So, actually, coming in at number five would actually be Angry Hanks at number five. Location, good, right downtown. Service is great. Um, no food. So, another one that has no food. And, uh, but, and the uh, atmosphere, it's, it's kind of bland, tiny. So... So, going back through the list without really detailing it. Angry Hanks. Uber Brew. I'm actually going to drop Diamond X to number three because of location. Because it is so far out there. Canyon Creek is number three. And literally, or number, number two. Canyon Creek is number two on my list. Simply because how good the beer is. The location is great. The atmosphere is great. Like, it literally is, like, 4.5 stars. Like, the, if it had food, it would be the best. If it had food, it would be the best. So that, that's what I'm going to say. And coming in at number one, if you didn't know that I was going to say this, you might as well unsubscribe. Number one, Montana Brew Company. Downtown Billings, perfect location. If you, com- if you combine both... Brew Pub and Hooligans as Montana Brew Company, which it technically is. It's there's two locations, so there's two separate bars. You got the sports bar, you got the kind of like more casual area. Even the casual area itself, where they brew the beer, is just phenomenal. It's historic downtown Billings. The beer, top notch. The food, absolute number one. The food is the number one. Atmospheres, number one. Location, number one. Service, number one. The beer is probably actually, between all the things, the, the thing I like the least. And it's still top notch. So, number one is Montana Brew Company, without a doubt. Shout out to Gabe, Tom, who was just on the podcast a couple episodes ago. Go check that episode out. Go check out the episode with my nephews. And that's it. That's it, babies. That's it, folks. That, that 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 that's all folks um notes and tips from the day cover your drinks okay when you go downtown be careful don't get drugged don't black out like i did it's fucking the worst don't do that um be reliable and don't rely on others and like there was something else in there come check out our show september 9th at craft local craft local would be the number one non-brewery that serves brewed beers great place craft local is amazing come check us out there thank you again to everybody who came out to the show supported us thank you to everybody who listened to this podcast and supports me and this podcast very grateful to everybody and Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Those are the notes. Those are the tips. Take them with you. Don't forget. Life's a garden. Dig it. 